0: 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 1 And Solomon became allied to Pharaoh king of Egypt by marriage, and took Pharaoh's daughter, and brought her into the city of David, until he had made an end of building his own house, and the house of the Lord, and the wall of Jerusalem round about. Solomon made an alliance with Egypt by marrying Pharaoh's daughter. This was a mistake. This is Solomon's first mistake, and it leads to him being a pagan worshiper in the end. Because all of his wives were pagans and he had hundreds of wives, his very first wife was a pagan. The Egyptians worshipped multiple gods, and they practiced witchcraft and sorcery. The God had always commanded the Israelites to marry Israelites, not to marry pagans. And this is the beginning of his demise, but at this point his kingdom is still strong, and he himself is still following the Lord. He wants to have a great temple for the Lord, so that the Lord doesn't have to be in the tabernacle anymore. And he also wants a great palace. He puts his wife in the city of David. He is building the temple and his own palace outside of the city of David, but still in Jerusalem. Because the city of David is within Jerusalem. It's like a district of Jerusalem. King David lived in the city of David. Solomon is going to live outside of the city of David. 2. Only the people sacrificed in the high places because there was no house built for the name of the Lord until those days. The Israelites were sacrificing unto the Lord in the old pagan places. The high places are where the pagans used to sacrifice. They are using those places to sacrifice unto the Lord because they didn't have a temple yet. But Solomon is going to build a temple. 3. And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statutes of David his father, only he sacrificed and offered in the high places. 4 And the king went to Gibeon to sacrifice there. For that was the great high place a thousand burnt offerings did Solomon offer upon that altar. So he's doing God a huge sacrifice of thanksgiving. At this point he still loves the Lord with all of his heart, even though he married a woman who doesn't. 5 In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. You will notice that Solomon was already obeying the Lord offering sacrifices to the Lord, and honoring the Lord before the Lord said, I'll give you whatever you want. And sometimes people are surprised that the Lord doesn't bless them, but they themselves are never blessing the Lord. They're not obeying his commandments, and then they wonder why they don't get blessed. Solomon was obeying the Lord long before the Lord blessed him. 6. And Solomon said, Thou hast shown unto thy servant David my father great kindness, according as he walked before thee in truth, and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee, and thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne, as it is this day. 7. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child, I know not how to go out or come in. It's interesting, he calls himself a child, but he's married. However, back then, kings could marry really young. Eight, and thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. They're in the millions. Solomon doesn't know exactly how many there are, but they're definitely around 8 million or more people. 9 Give thy servant therefore an understanding heart, to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this, thy great people? God has offered Solomon whatever he wants. And Solomon asked the Lord for wisdom to judge Israel. Because if you are king, you are supposed to be able to judge righteously. We need the wisdom from God to be able to make righteous decisions. 10 And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing before solomon asked for wisdom he honored the lord by praising the lord for what the lord had already done for him and his father and this is another lesson for you and i before we ask the lord for something we should thank him for what he's already done 11 and god said unto him because thou hast asked this thing and hast not asked for thyself long life neither hast asked riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern justice. 12 Behold, I have done according to thy word. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there hath been none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. 13 And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there hath not been any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. God is really happy that Solomon asked for wisdom, because wisdom is one of the characteristics of God. Solomon is asking to have part of God's personality, to know and discern between right and wrong, and to know how to help people, and how to judge righteously between two opposing parties. And God is really pleased with this because wisdom is one of his character traits. And so God says, I'm not only going to give you wisdom beyond what any human being has ever had, but I am also going to give you riches beyond what any human being has ever had because you didn't ask for riches when you could have. Solomon gets a double blessing. He gets wisdom and riches more than any other human who ever lived. This is pretty phenomenal. But you know, you and I can ask for wisdom today, and I've asked God for wisdom many times. And He's faithful, and He will give us wisdom and any of His other character traits that we ask for. If we ask for patience, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, self-control, all of these things are character traits of the Lord, and we can ask for these in our own personality. 14. And if thou wilt walk in my ways, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as thy father David did walk, then I will lengthen thy days. God says, I will also make you live to a ripe old age, if you obey me. 15. And Solomon awoke, and behold, it was a dream. And he came to Jerusalem, and stood before the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and offered up burnt offerings, and offered peace offerings, and made a feast to all his servants. It was a dream, but it was a dream from God, and in the dream God spoke to him he offered offerings because of this dream, and he was so happy. Peace offerings mean that there is peace between us and God, that he has forgiven our sins, and that we are serving him and following him. And peace offerings are shared with others. Part of it goes to the priest who does the offering, and part of it goes to the person giving the offering so that they can eat it with their family in the presence of the Lord. Solomon is sharing food with other people from this offering. Now the rest of this chapter is going to talk about Solomon's first tough case. Because you know, judges have to judge. King David judged and now Solomon is judge over the people. 16 Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king and stood before him. 17 And the one woman said, O my Lord, I and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. 18 And it came to pass the third day after I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also. And we were together, and there was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. What she said is they are both prostitutes who live in the same house and they each had children three days apart, newborn children. 19. And this woman's child died in the night because she overlay it. Meaning that the other prostitute rolled on top of her baby in the night and smothered it and killed it. 20. And she arose at midnight and took my son from beside me while thy handmaid slept and laid it in her bosom and laid her dead child in my bosom. The woman who had killed her own child by sleeping on it, when she woke up in the middle of the night and saw that her child was dead, she swapped the two babies so that she had the living child and her companion had the dead child. These children are illegitimate children from the clients of the prostitutes. 21 And when I rose in the morning to give my child suck, behold it was dead, but when I had looked well at it in the morning, behold it was not my son whom I did bear. She woke up to breastfeed and the child was dead. But then when the sunlight came out, when it actually became light, she could see it wasn't her child. 22. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son and the living is thy son. Thus they spoke before the king. The prostitutes get in a shouting match and say, No, no, you have the dead son. 23 Then said the king, The one saith, This is my son that liveth, and thy son is dead, and the other saith, Nay, but thy son is dead, and my son is living. 24 And the king said, Fetch me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. 25 And the king said, Divide the living child in two, and give half to the one and half to the other. 26 Then spoke the woman whose the living child was unto the king, for her heart yearned upon her son. And she said, O my lord, give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. But the other said, It shall neither be mine nor thine, divide it. This is how Solomon knew who the real mother was. When he said that he would cut it in half, he knew the real mother would be willing to give it away, to let it live. And the mother who wasn't its real mother wouldn't care if it lived or died twenty seven, Then the king answered and said, Give her the living child, and in no wise slay it. She is the mother thereof. And that's how Solomon knew who the mother was. Notice he doesn't punish the other prostitute, who was so clumsy that she killed her own child. And then she stole another child. And then she wanted the other child cut in half. The other prostitute deserved punishment, but Solomon didn't punish her. And this is also wise on Solomon's part because he understands her life is already bad enough as it is. She's living the life of a prostitute. She has no husband. She just killed her own son in her clumsiness. And she's a miserable person. Her life is bad enough the way it is. And so Solomon doesn't cast any judgment on her. He simply gives the child to the rightful mother. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged, and they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do justice. The people were in awe of this kind of wisdom, because not only did he figure out which was the correct mother, but he also justly gave the correct mother the child and didn't punish the other mother. This is phenomenal wisdom that can only come from the Lord. And that concludes 1 Kings chapter 3.